Hey, y'all. Welcome to another episode of the Grit Per 60 podcast, Sweep Edition. My name is Connor Farrell. You can call me TC, and I am joined from Utah. Hey, everyone. It's Brendan, also known as TCJ. How are you, Connor? I'm doing all right. And today, we have a guest from the Jet-Centric podcast, Brian Johnson. Howdy. Brian, how are you doing? I'm excellent. How are you? Not not so bad. Not so bad. I'm going to be honest. I didn't get to watch a whole lot of the Jets uh, series with the Oilers, being as I live on the East Coast and all of their start times were late for us. That's um, fair. Yeah, I got to say the uh, best part about living in mountain time zone is that I get to see all of the games and go to bed at a reasonable time. It is absolutely wonderful. I miss a little bit of the first game every day because it comes on before you even get off work. But after that, like, it's so good. And seeing as we have a guest from the Jet-centric podcast, we're going to talk a lot about that series. And before we get into things, I just, I just, I gotta, I need to go on a little bit of a spiel here. Just. I was very critical of the Jets before the playoff started. Started when the the match matchup was announced with the Oilers. I was like, "There's the Jets don't have anything to stop McDavid and Drysaddle. That they're gonna." I had them picked to lose the game and lose the series in five games. And I did they, as well, to be honest. They swept, and I don't know. I don't know if I. Maybe I didn't underestimate the Jets' defense, but I definitely underestimated, underestimated Connor Hellebuck. And for that, I apologize to you, fair listeners. <laughs> for everyone that followed us through our Winnipeg day, days and then listened to me rail against the Jets' defense and how they couldn't stand up to the Oilers. And then they stood up to the Oilers and Connor Hellebuck did Connor Hellebuck things and the Jets swept the Oilers. <sighs> I apologize. <laughs> Yeah, so obviously Jets sweeping the Oilers. I mean, I think that's the funniest thing to happen in the first round this year, <laughs> unless the Maple Leafs blow in Game Seven. That might be the funniest thing. Um, can but, I actually take uh, credit for this? Can I? Can I say that it was like a jinx that my calling them losing in five actually led them to winning in four? I mean, whatever helps you sleep at night. <laughs> I need something. Yeah, so uh, Brian, what were your initial observations from this series? My initial observations? Well, it wasn't a 4 nothing series. That's what I'll say. Um, the Jets did play well at times. Um, specifically in game two, I thought they controlled most of the play uh, from the start of that game. But throughout the series, um, possession expected goals all that kind of stuff uh really actually favored the oilers and in regulation aside from two empty net goals uh the jets only outscored the oilers by one goal and three of those games were overtime wins so yeah it wasn't it wasn't a four nothing series win um but as a jets fan you are ultimately very happy that you more or less slowed down Connor McDavid and 
yeah, obviously you got the sweep and you have the great equalizer in net um, in Connor Hellebuck. So um, it was a really fun series, um, but by no means was it a domination by any stretch. Are you telling Brian, me before, that uh... before we hold on, Brendan, wow. before we get any okay. further, before we get any further, the listeners at home will not be able to appreciate this, but Brian, I have to say, I appreciate the broom that is behind you. <laughs> yeah, I love I, it. I actually, we recorded an episode earlier today, and uh, we go on YouTube. So there are four of us, and we all had a broom in the backdrop. So I decided I would leave this one here uh, for, for. I the, love it. Yeah, is <laughs> it was a great idea. Honestly, we'll, we'll Sorry, throw a Brian. picture of it on our on our Twitter account. That's so everybody great. can see it. it. It's yeah, it's pretty good. I, I dig it. <laughs> but no, like, what were you saying? <laughs> I was just gonna say before I you, rudely interrupted. Yeah, you're just gonna keep doing that, aren't you? Um, but yeah, you know, that's what I do. I interrupt. <laughs> what I was gonna say though is, are you telling me that uh, a 44.7 percent Corsi four percentage and a 41 point two uh, expected goals for percentage at five on five isn't super sustainable? That's all Is you that need. You got me? Connor Hellebuck. What else do you need? You need Connor Hellebuck and a yeah. good shooting, I guess. Yeah. And I Nick Ellers was... somewhere in there doing his thing, you know. That's yeah. it. Connor we'll Hellebuck, go. Nick Ellers, and good shooting. So I think Connor Hellebuck ended up with somewhere around, depending on the model you look at, somewhere around seven goals saved above expected. Um, absolutely in incredible games. in four games. Um that type of play like he had i think again depends on the model you look at somewhere around 17 18 all season um and so in four games yeah i mean those things go back and forth too with variance um but uh yeah that's absolutely not sustainable so uh whether they end up playing the Leafs or the Habs here they're certainly going to need to uh kind of find a new level as far as their five on five play goes honestly I'm kind of surprised that Winnipeg isn't leading the league in PDO right now wait who is leading the league then uh actually they're not even second it's New York or the Islanders sorry and the Avalanche and then it's the Jets See, this is just more evidence to my current running theory that Barry Trotz is a wizard. Um, but yeah, back to the Jets, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I see, like probably the only more intense like goalieing of the first round uh, was the Penguins getting like anti-goalied, <laughs> or I guess they were both goalie and and anti-goalied. Well, I guess um, you can goalie yourself, right? Yeah, so that's basically what I'm getting at. Was they got really bad goaltending, and then they got just stonewalled on the other side for those last two games, two three games. It just, I mean, goaltending is goalies are voodoo, but the Penguins did this to themselves by trading away Flurry. Well, they yes exposed no. him at the expansion draft, right? Yeah. Brennan, yeah. Brennan, just tell me that I'm wrong. I mean, at the time, tell me, sure, I'm wrong. like hindsight, yeah, I would keep Flurry over Matt Murray. But like at the time, Matt Murray had just come off being the starter of back to back Stanley Cup wins, and he was like in his early 20s. Yeah, but you know who was on both of those teams? Flurry <laughs> does not get credit for those. 
Listen, my Mark Andre Fleury is not a Hall of Famer take has had it's taken some serious damage this year, and I don't know how to feel about it. I'm super conflicted. If the if the Golden Knights win a Stanley Cup with Robin Leonard, does Mark Andre Fleury finally make it into the Hall of Fame? I'm rooting for the Meteor. <laughs> Okay, are we, still, are we still talking about the Jets? Or are we? <laughs> <laughs> We're just going wherever we want to go. All right, Brian, my question for you. As someone, you know, I already admitted that I haven't watched a whole lot of this series, but I have mm-hmm. watched some. Right. And my impression from this series is, A, the Jets benefited from the relaxed um, penalty rules, given that it's the playoffs and the refs are calling fewer things, and B, uh, Connor Hellebuck. Would would that be a fair assessment, or do I need to give the defense more credit? Um, I don't think you need to give the defense more credit. That's that's not usually a thing you ever need to do with Winnipeg. <laughs> um, but as far as the penalty thing goes, um, maybe I'm I'm not quite sure honestly, but um, I think. I can't remember who tweeted it out, but um, someone, um, I think it was Garrett Hole mentioned that the Jets and Oilers, when they played in the regular season, um, there were actually less penalties per minute than in the playoffs when they played um, in in their short series there. So I don't know if the, I don't know if the officiating totally benefited the jets altogether like there were definitely some missed calls on Connor mcdavid but i do think there were some missed calls the other way as well and ultimately yeah the officiating's not perfect um so i guess i would say i'm not really quite sure on that one but obviously yes the the jets clearly benefited from uh, an otherworldly performance by uh, by Connor Hellebuck and some good performances by um, some defensemen. I thought Josh Morrissey had a pretty good series compared to his play in the regular season, which wasn't so great. Um, but I think every defense pair for the jets was hovering around 40 to 41% expected goals. Uh, and for those of you keeping track at home, that's not good. Yeah. Um, and to be fair, uh, Morrissey and DeMello did see a lot of the McDavid matchup. So not completely to be unexpected, but I think you do want to do a little bit better than that. I thought the Jets were a little bit too conservative in their approach. And I think they'll need to be a bit more aggressive, uh, whether they play the Leafs or the Habs in the next round. Yeah, I think it's always bothered me whenever Morrissey plays with somebody not named Dylan DeMello. Absolutely. It's just very obvious. Like, that's his best partner. Yeah, totally. Um, I think he he spent more than half the season playing with Tucker Poolman. Um, as well as last year, I thought last year was definitely enough of a sample size to say, okay, uh, this pairing doesn't work. <laughs> um, but they continue going back to it despite having Dylan DeMello um, 
Devello's my favorite defenseman on the Jets. For for those of you who don't know, I I just think he's an excellent player. Um, we're, we're big Demello fans here as well. I'm I'm happy to hear that. Um, well, former San Jose Shark Dylan Demello. Yeah, Brendan, Brendan is a Sharks fan. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, and it was it was frustrating to uh, to see all season the Morrissey Pullman pairing struggle, but then not. Uh, try and go with Dylan DeMello. They actually even put Nathan Beaulieu in there in that top pairing spot for a little bit, which was kind of odd and had some pretty brutal results. Um, but yeah, where was I going with that? Um, I really think they can step that up kind of in the next round. Um, and that's what I'm really looking for. Um for the jets be a little bit more aggressive defensively um try and control possession a little bit more because i mean we all know that we're not going to see a hanala appearance in the playoffs that would be that would be crazy probably no, not no they gotta they gotta play logan stanley who i'm not mad at but if i want to see hanala he's the one that i'm going to direct my anger towards yeah, uh, Hanel is a guy who I think could help the Jets, um, but I w- agreed. It would have been nice to see him for kind of a whole season to sort of know what he's about. Um, we know Derek agreed. Forbert's not doing a great job right now in that uh, second left D spot. So I-, I don't know what you do right now. Like, do you? Uh, we know Hanel is not going to play, but. If Forbert really struggles, do you, do you throw Hanala in there? I I think it. Pers- I would personally, but I don't know. I don't know what Palmer Reese would do. Hey, listen. All I know is that at worst, he's Derek Forbert, right? That's that's just <laughs> it, right? Yeah, so, like what you go from one bad defenseman to one bad defenseman. Yeah, like but there's like, no like, there's no ceiling on a Derek Forbert. There is there is a good ceiling on on a Billy Hanala. Yeah, so, that's like, right. With, with half the defensemen on the Jets' current roster, my question for them would be, what exactly would you say that you do on this team? <laughs> <laughs> what, what exactly would you say that you do? And with Hanala, it's like, you're young, you can move the puck, you can play the position, go at yeah. it, you know? Like, I don't know. I don't, maybe when... Um, Sammy Nikyu was getting his look. I, I one of the things that I noticed was that he seemed to be a little bit behind the play and sort of chasing the play a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we see the same thing with Hanala, or at least maybe to begin. But also, going back to Brennan's point, like you're playing Derek Forbert. What, like, <laughs> I, I don't know how else to explain this other than play the guy that has higher potential. I don't know. No, I totally hear you there. It's, you know, what in the first month of the season, Forbert was doing okay. But after that, it just kind of turned into a tire fire um, altogether. And a lot of the Winnipeg fans were screaming to see Billy Hanela for most of the season. And it didn't really happen. Um, none of us were really surprised at that. But mm-hmm. you want to see that potential and the young player grow throughout the season so now in the playoffs you're in the second round you're not in a spot where oh crap we got a guy way out of his league in the top four here um 
so yeah, that's that's a little frustrating. Yeah, you don't you don't you don't have a Kale McCarr situation where he's making his debut in the playoffs, but also you don't have Kale McCarr. Right. Right. Yeah, no, Billy Hanel is not Kale McCarr, but right. he might be an excellent defenseman. Um, but not not the defenseman you necessarily want to throw into a playoff series. Like, good luck, kid. Have fun. Maybe, maybe not. Um, I don't necessarily think about it that way a lot. Like, if you're good, you're good. Um, yeah, and you'll you'll need some room to grow potentially. Um, but like uh, like you guys were saying, he can't be worse than Derek Forbert. Well, I, I, we keep throwing Derek Forward out, but could we make the same argument for like Tucker Pullman or Nathan Beaulieu? Um, possibly. Well, Nathan Beaulieu is not playing right now, but for Tucker Pullman, maybe. But I think he's looked better in that third pairing role. Um, I think po- I think Pullman does have some skills uh, that can be used in a third pair when he doesn't when he doesn't have to think maybe quite as fast um but yeah um ultimately Pullman isn't moving the needle a whole lot I don't think he looks quite out of place on that third pair as forward does on the second okay just my opinion though okay yeah so uh Let's change subjects here. You know, some might say, "Hey, um, what if Connor McDavid? Um, well, well, you know, what, what would he play like in the playoffs if he wasn't getting hacked and slashed and held every five seconds?" To which I would counter, um, "What if Nick Eller's in the playoffs? Uh, you know, what if what would he do if he wasn't being hacked and slashed and held every five seconds?" So, I, sorry to interrupt. I, I got a question. Do do the announcers uh, down there call him Nick Eller's? Uh, I've heard Ellers and Ehlers. It just depends. You get a mixture of both. I gotcha. I, I, I just I don't like the sound of Ehlers. Like it just oh, sounds yeah. like it I just sounds Ehlers, like it yeah. just sounds like a creaking like shopping cart. <laughs> yeah, Fair I've enough. heard Ellers. I've heard Ehlers. I've heard the same announcer call them both. Gotcha. I do believe it's Ehlers, but I always say Ellers. You guys, you, know. you guys, you guys can call them what you want. I won't. I I won't argue. <laughs> has has he come out and said, "Hey, it's Ellers or it's Ehlers"? Because I haven't heard that interview. If he I has. mean, I just assume the announcers are the ones with the pronunciation guide. Yeah, um, but I think yeah, I've but, also heard both. Yeah. So either they have the same pronunciation guide and they're still calling them two different things, or they have different pronunciation guides. Anyway, Nick Ellers, discuss. <laughs> Is good at hockey. This is true. <laughs> well, I, I would say I would say um, before the series started, he was the one thing that I was like, well, if if, the, if he's healthy and the Jets can throw him out there, he can slow down McDavid and Drysdale just by virtue of he's good at keeping either the puck on his stick or on his teammate sticks and not giving it to the other team. And therefore, if the other team doesn't have the puck, then McDavid and Drysaddle can't hurt the Jets, as or at least as in the way we usually think of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, as the series went on, I think he's kind of proven that to be true and been yeah. very good for them. Um, 
Yeah, he he did have a very good two games. He was certainly possibly the most noticeable Jet out there um, in games three and four. Um, The one thing with Paul Maurice um, is he does oddly sometimes like to match the Shifley line against McDavid, which I haven't really understood because they just get creamed every single time. Um, and, and otherwise the Lowry line, um, who can end up doing a good job. And I think they did end up doing a good job, um, in those last couple of games, uh, Nick Ehlers, Paul Maurice doesn't use Nick Ehlers as a, as a matchup guy. Like he sometimes tries to keep Ehlers away from the other team's top opponents, which, I don't really understand either. It's like, Paul, you have Nick Ehlers. It's the other team that should be trying to game plan against him. Right. Not the other way around. (laughs) So that kind of bugs me sometimes. But Ehlers, to me, did have an excellent two games that he was in and really did make a huge difference right from the start. Um, And he is their best offensive player uh, in my mind. And I don't really think it's very close. Yeah. This is a very pro Nick Ellers podcast. Love it. I was going to say that uh, what had me so sold on the idea of Edmonton winning this series was I was like, I don't know how much Nick Ellers is going to play. And the jets are a totally different team without Nick Ellers. Um, and they proved me kind of wrong by winning the first two games, but they also proved me right in that they got totally shelved in those two games. They did, and they still won. And to me, I like I was kind of surprised that Nick Ellers didn't end up with the uh, series-winning goal because I just thought he was so active during overtime. Uh, granted, right. my own personal eyesight or not eyesight eye test uh, is heavily biased towards uh smaller faster skill guys so uh anytime i am you know i see ellers playing i'm just always like focused on him so uh but that's just my two cents yeah for sure um i guess i don't really have much to add to that but (laughs) it's just hard when everybody's agreeing with everything being said yeah, no doubt. All right. Uh, except, uh, for the, except for the pronunciation of Ellers, or I mean <laughs> Ehlers. It's Ehlers. <laughs> About how high did you jump when uh, Kyle Connor scored in game four? Oh, quite high. Uh, <laughs> just, yeah, way, way out of the seat, honestly. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. I let out a pretty big, yeah, you know, <laughs> one of those. <laughs> Honestly, I just really love like stupidly long uh, NHL overtime games. So oh, like when I was like, oh man, this game's going triple overtime. It's only just past midnight. I'm like, this is perfect. Um, <laughs> so that was, that was good. I, I, I love those sorts of things. Every, every turnover, I just had like my hands on my head, like, what are you doing? <laughs> and it's like, and they can't stand on their feet on their own feet by the end of the, uh, the last overtime there, they're, they're just fighting to stay upright. And you're just hoping eventually that a shot goes in your way. And 
ultimately that happened. So it was, it was a lot of fun. Let's put it that way. Can we pour one out for poor Darnell Nurse? Oh, he had like a five-minute shift. <laughs> I, I think he missed all of like five minutes in one of the overtime periods. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> it's just like, I think he played almost the same amount of time in that game as Seth Jones did in the uh, like five overtime game last year. Oh, right. gosh. Like it was just a ridiculous amount of ice time. Um, I mean, I'm trying to like pull it up now. Uh, he had 62 minutes and and se- uh, seven seconds of ice time in that game. He played That's an entire cool. game plus a minor penalty plus another seven seconds. No and kidding. All of that to lose on the dumbest team in the league. <laughs> Yeah, at what point as a coach do you say, okay, well, um, if we win, we're going to have another game. Um, Maybe we want to spread out the ice time a little bit more. Like, I I mean, I get it. I get it. If the, if the third pairings on the ice and they get scored on, then you look like an idiot, but. Well, but also are you talking about in game four when they're down three games to nothing? Yeah. Like, well, also, I don't know if you have the option sorry. to spread the, the ice timeout at that point, depending on how deep your roster is and depending on, like, if you're down three games to nothing, you need your best players on the ice as much as you can. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I don't know if you have the option to say, well, maybe we spread out the ice time more. You know, I was thinking, though, like watching the game, um, everybody's just completely gassed. Like, I was thinking as a Jets fan, why not throw the fourth line out with Nate Thompson and Trevor Lewis out for just a shift? Just to. <laughs> yeah, but, like, yeah, but, as, but as a Flyers fan who watched Nate Thompson for a oh, full season, I'm not doesn't saying, sound like a great. Uh, I'm not. I'm not like saying. Idea. I'm not saying that uh, Nate Thompson is the best option to throw out there, but they're those guys would have been fresh. Um, you're pretty much guaranteed to have some tired Oilers on the ice. Um, and actually, I I don't know if they ended up getting scored on at any point, but late in the season, the line with Perot, Thompson, and Lewis actually had not gotten scored on at five on five that season. Um, okay. I will I, say, I'm though, just... that uh, I was looking at the stats and Nate Thompson and Trevor Lewis – both had sub 20% expected goals for percentages. And that's, I'm not taking chances on that uh, in the playoffs. Oh, oh okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> before, before we started talking about Nate Thompson, Brennan, I was going to say uh, with, with the whole fresh legs thing. That's Brennan, the Barclay Goodrow goal. I was, that's where I was going with that. You got to let me finish my thought. I was thinking it the whole time. Yeah, no. Barclay um, Goodrow goal when they beat the Golden Knights, right? Yeah, because I think he was on the ice for all three of Vegas's goals in that game. And then uh, Peter DeBoer just stapled him to the bench for the rest of the game. And then with like almost no time left in, in the first overtime, uh, Pete was just like, hey, what if we just throw Barclay Goodrow out there? Who's like an all right player? He's not like a bum like Nate Thompson, Trevor Lewis. Like... <laughs> And sure enough, he gets, you know, around one defenseman. All of a sudden, he's in on a flurry and tucks it home. Like, tucks it home and puts Vegas to bed, you know? So, yeah, sometimes it do be like that. 
It works occasionally. <laughs> All right. So, Brian, Brian, my question for you. Mm-hmm. As we record this, the Maple Leafs and Canadians are going to a game, game seven. Mm-hmm. Do you have a preference for who you would rather face in the next round? The Habs. It's pretty simple. They're, the Leafs are just flat out a better team. And I think the Jets, I think they play the Habs well, honestly. I I would rather face the Habs. Um, their shooting talent and their goaltending as of right now just completely tipped the scales for me in that one. Um, yeah, I know Montreal is a pretty good possession team most of the time. Um, but I don't think the jets have gotten killed too badly against them in that regard. And otherwise, yeah, I think they're, they're shooting and their goaltending kind of takes over there against the Leafs. Um, they most of the time just seem to steamroll us in pretty much every way. Um, so I, I'm not, I'm not scared of the Canadians at all. So I, whoa, whoa, big words there. Them, them is fighting <laughs> words. <laughs> so um, I, I, I think I'd rather face them. Might I give you two, two, uh, two points to think chew on here? Carey Price might be playing some, uh, some all-star level hockey here in net. Yeah. And, um, Uh, Tavares is, might not be playing at his full potential if he's playing at all. Right. Um, so given those two facts, do you change your answer? No. You're the right. one who said goaltending is voodoo. Goaltenders are voodoo. <laughs> but right now, Carey Price is the hot glove. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, yeah, no, I'll, I'll take the matchup against the Habs. All right. I mean, I would agree. I just felt like, you know, playing devil's advocate there for them. Oh, bit. hey, fair enough. And, and uh, they're going to a game seven with Toronto, so maybe they're not as bad as, you know. You know what? If, if Toronto plays the way they did in this game, like the, for the first two periods of this game against or in the next series, I'll take them instead. Well, I might take them instead. I don't know. I, I, I know. I know Brendan is rooting as a... Sharks fan Brennan Brennan is rooting for Joe Thornton to get his. And as a Flyers fan, I want uh, Wayne Simmons to get his. So we're both kind of like these players that are not in their prime, but deserve something. Right. No, I, uh, I totally hear you there. Um... (laughs) And I, I know, I know Wayne Simmons right now is not the same as Wayne Simmons a few years ago, but this like saying I should cheer for the Leafs because they have Zach Bogosian. <laughs> I don't know if it's I'm quite just, the I'm same just, thing. I'm just kidding. <laughs> elite, uh, elite former Jets defenseman I, Zach Bogosian. Wayne Simmons has a special place in my heart, no matter what happens. That's fair. All right, Brian. My my thing is and is that uh, what does your bracket look like? Like, what is your are your Stanley Cup favorite still alive? Did you pick something um, other than Avalanche and Carolina? Because that's what we did. 
<laughs> I did not. I, I also had the Avalanche and Carolina. Oh my god. <laughs> I just think the abs I just think the abs are too good. I, I... <laughs> Yeah, I mean you're with me and then I have Colorado over Carolina. Connor has Carolina over Colorado. Yeah. Uh I just think I can't I can't root against Rod the Bud. I can't. That's former super. flyer Rod the Bod. Well, but people don't know him as former flyer Rod the Bod. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, I it's the same thing as, as uh, <laughs> it's, it's not quite the same thing as Sharks legend Claude Lemieux, but uh, it was the first Flyers, thing thinking... Levin, Flyers legend Jeff Carter. Yeah, but I mean, I picked Claude Lemieux because he played like 20 games for the Sharks. And I don't even think he got to that many. You also picked Claude Lemieux. Well, yeah, it was just the most obscure but famous shark I could think of. There aren't that many of them. Jonathan Chichu. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I was thinking of guys who have played like lots of games just, for other teams but I, that had like. But I think yeah, there. I think of Jonathan Chichu as a shark. I don't think of him as I don't know whatever team he went to. He was a, he was a senator for a little bit. Well, there's his problem. <laughs> well, he, he was already Aaron, kind of. Uh, Aaron, Aaron lies the problem. He was already on the downturn by the time he got traded. He was in the Danny Heatley trade, actually. Oh. Yeah, two, two uh, 50 goal scorers there. One year apart, couple, actually. Couple fucking all stars. <laughs> I, I don't know if Chichi was ever actually an all star. I don't know if he was an all star in his really? one elite season. No, he scored 50, and I think. Uh... You think he might have scored twenty that year if he wasn't he playing with 56. Joe Thornton? <laughs> uh, well, I don't. I will defend Jonathan Chicha. He was uh, like an almost thirty goal scorer the year before Jumbo got there. Gotcha. Uh, but clearly, he did benefit both from playing with Jumbo and playing with Jumbo on the power play on the one year that they decided to call like every single penalty imaginable. Right. Um, let's see. Was he an All Star? Now we're gonna we're gonna wait for. Uh, he was a KHL All Star. <laughs> I didn't realize he played in the K. Oh no, he was an AHL All Star and an NHL All Star. Wait, you said and AHL? K- yeah, and a KHL All Star. Oh, so he's a KHL All Star and an AHL All Star. Yeah, never an NHL All Star. Uh, he was an NHL All Star in 07, according to okay. his awards and honors section on his well, Wikipedia that's, page. That's quite the. Uh, that's quite the. Um, resume there i was an all-star in the khl and in the ahl and the is it more impressive being an all-star in the nhl or the khl i'm just like talent wise the nhl for sure but if you're in the khl you i mean you're in the khl that's got its own challenges with it i we're gonna go with the nhl move on from this uh, distraction <laughs> so, so brian how are you feeling about your bracket still my bracket um it's pretty good i think hang on i i gotta go through this um i think the only one that i got wrong was there was one i was like definitively that i got wrong i can't even think about it now because i had islanders oh it was the uh, it was the jets and the oilers yeah yeah i got that one wrong i think I think I've gotten all the others right so far. Hang on. Let me take a look at this. <laughs> but uh, I'm glad that I finally bet on the Islanders and that they actually won. Um, Cause I feel like every year I'm always like, Oh, the analytics and the Islanders, like 
Yeah, right. they'll never get anywhere. Uh, he says, to, and then they do. Yeah, and I was gonna say that he says as he has Boston over New York in the next round. Right. Um. So. Oh, I. Okay. Um. I went out on a limb and picked Florida to beat Tampa. That was a bad pick. Oof. That and that and the Jets Oilers series I got wrong. Um, besides that, uh, I had all of them. And yeah, I've got, I'm going to have Boston beating um, the Islanders. I don't even know what happened in that game. Um in game one or if it's still going on um and i'm gonna have yeah we sort of touched on this i had colorado in the cup final i'm gonna have colorado against vegas in six um and what's gonna what's the other series um oh yeah uh carolina tampa i guess uh, I got Carolina in seven. I will say the, uh, I hope that they have Carolina and Tampa and Vegas, Colorado on separate days, just so there's always like one oh, 10 out yeah. of 10 game on every day. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Those will be a lot of fun yes. to watch. I, uh, I just really, and for really the record, Colorado to win. for the playoffs, we only recognize the Tampa, Carolina, Nashville, and florida division right now as the southeastern division until the playoffs are over they're just the southeastern division there's no central division it's just the southeastern division that works for me sunbelt hockey is just built different i'm sorry (laughs) it's been the most entertaining hockey so far from my perspective because it's on when i can watch it usually and except for the last Hurricanes Panthers game, which or Hurricanes Predators game, which for some reason was at nine o'clock. How can it be the Southeast though? It doesn't have the 2011 12 Jets. Uh, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Good point. Never mind. Oh. <laughs> I can't imagine how much travel they would have they, that they did that year. I just, I, can't I remember imagine. it was a talking point the entire season. I mean, that team was both bad and. The travel made it worse. Yeah. So dumb. That's uh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, Connor, are you good? Yeah, I'm good. Oh, I have one last question. Connor Hellbuck? Connor Hellbuck. Yes. That yes. Connor big, if, big if true. <laughs> yeah. True big if, if true. big. <laughs> <laughs> and he is big. <sighs> Oh, I guess that leads into one one last question, Brian. If you were to pick, well, I guess you're are you Canadian? Yes. Oh, then never mind. Your uh, opinion is invalid. I was gonna say, if you were to pick a goalie for Team USA, would you pick uh, Connor Hellebuck or uh, John Gibson? But you're clearly, Canadian, I'll so pick Connor Hellebuck. All right, can, Connor but Hellebuck. can I get uh, like this or last year's Connor Hellebuck and like uh, seventeen, eighteen John Gibson? Is that possible? I feel like cheating, but I want both of them. <laughs> we should put okay before Connor McDavid had requested trade. We should just give him and Gibson, uh, and like Eichel and Hall to Seattle and forego the expansion draft. Like that is their expansion draft 
<laughs> I just underrated on the whole, like, I feel bad for X player. I feel real bad for John Gibson because the Ducks just like wasted yeah. like two really good years from him. And him he just hasn't been the same since. Somebody get him out of there. Rescue him, please. <laughs> just anyway, it's, it's rough. It's rough. God help Connor McDavid, Jack Eichel, and John Gibson. There's got to be another player I can throw in there just to have like a three on three team. Taylor Hall. Yeah, but I need a defenseman, and I think he's going to oh. resign in Boston if they have the space for him. So, Rasmus um. Dahlin, get him out of there. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Perfect. We picked <laughs> two guys from the same team, but hey, well, Buff- everybody on Buffalo, Buffalo needs saving. Buffalo, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, just, um, just put the whole roster on Buffalo in like freaking. New York, and suddenly they're probably a good team. Take like the five, like not horrible players, put them no, on Seattle, I... and then take everybody else and throw them in like the AHL or the KHL or something. Yes. All right. Uh, Brian, where can people find you? Um, I have a blog at uh, armchairjetsgm.com. I haven't written anything since about the trade deadline. Um, I might ramp things up in the next week or so. I might write a piece or two. I might not. Um, that's just kind of a play it by ear thing, but uh, I'm on the jet centric podcast. Um, we regularly do episodes. Um, so you can uh, listen to us there. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. You can follow me on Twitter at Brian Johnston 18 um i tweet mostly about the jets obviously um lots of analytics stuff um yeah that's uh pretty much it cool uh you can follow us on facebook twitter instagram at grit per 60 pod you can follow me on twitter at bfarrell 77 you can follow tc on twitter at tc underscore 904 um but thank you for listening and have a good one